we move from small indie crowdfunding campaigns looking for a couple thousand dollars to projects looking for a couple of million. Should celebrities be dipping their toes in the Kickstarter water? Should film studios look to fund their next small budget feature on Indiegogo? All of that and more. Lights, camera, podcast. This is Zach on Film. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome one and all to what is the 8th episode in the new format of Zach on Film. I think that actually almost puts us close to 100 episodes of Zach on Film. It's crazy, it's crazy, it's nuts. Uh, Last week we talked to David B. Weaver, aka Davey B. Gravy, about his tiny cinema and his sci-fi 8mm silent film that was on the Kickstarter project. And uh, good news, it funded, it actually, in the last 24 hours, really kicked it up a notch and got all of its funding. So uh, he actually starts production on that this weekend, which leads us into today's topic. Uh, the Davy, I mean, the David B. Gravy Tiny Cinema Kickstarter project was asking for $14,000. We see projects like that all the time on Indiegogo and Kickstarter. What we don't see very much of, even though they get a lot of publicity, are the multi-million dollar campaigns, namely the ones with celebrities tied to them. Uh, this week, the comedy troupe Broken Lizard, the guys behind Beer Fest and the first Super Troopers movie, are looking to make Super Troopers 2. None of the studios are taking a take, take their ideas. They've gone to Indiegogo. And they're looking to raise $2 million. Newsflash, they raised it in one day. So this, all today's episode is all about who should be going to crowd to the fans to raise their money for the next project is there a limit on how much money should be raised so we're talking with Stephen Rodrigo Matthew uh what and we talk about what we like about this broken lizard campaign what we like about their reward tiers and what we think it could a it's a good look into the future where we would like to see more of crowdfund campaigns like this especially ones done with big names tied to them it's a really good conversation uh it's one i wasn't planning on having really when we sat down to record but it's so good we are gonna get all up in it so here we go so this week i blew up broken lizard Mm -hmm. you know the people who have put together uh super troopers yep and beer fest Fest and all, all that yep uh, have announced that they are doing a Kickstarter campaign for their next feature film. Indiegogo. Or, I'm sorry, Indiegogo. No, they no not really. Because no, there's differences. Because with Indiegogo, yes. even if you don't fully fund, you get you still get your money. Yeah, but we'll get into that for this project. Okay. Um, but yes, for that, they're going to the public and saying, right. hey, fund us. Yeah, it's a uh, big deal because, one, uh, a lot of people get upset when big-name celebrities start hitting up the the regular folk on right. the internet to make money you know uh people have get upset a little bit when zach braff turns yeah, to kickstarter to make a got, movie got upset or uh some other people have done this also and they're like well, well why uh, you're a millionaire uh, what's his name uh castle uh um what's his name uh, mal mal reynolds uh what's his <laughs> name <laughs> <laughs> Nathan Fillion. Yes, Nathan Fillion has just done the same thing too, where he launched oh, a Kickstarter. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. And so they're like, "Well, you have a lot of money. Why don't you just do that?" And there's a lot of reasons why people shouldn't. You know, whatever. Well, no, 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 no. There's a lot of people. What? There's a lot of what? reasons why. What? Go ahead and finish that. Finish that sentence. You kind of brushed over what you were saying. There's a lot of people who don't what? Who don't like when they do this? Why? Because they have lots of money. Okay. 
But were you saying something else and you just kind of decided to jump over it? I thought you were going to go into one of the bigger reasons why, just beyond they have money. What? No, I was just saying people get upset that they have money. Like, well, why don't you just finance it all yourself? You have X amount of millions of dollars. Why why do you want us to chip in $15 a person or whatever to... Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of people's big complaint. And I haven't heard that so much about this Broken Lizard thing, uh, even though it just started, like, the day we're recording this. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's kind of a big deal. I mean, you guys, are anyone excited about this? I am, yeah. I like What what, what makes you excited about that they're actually... Is it just that the project could be made that Super Troopers 2 might happen? Or is it that they're doing this unique uh, fundraising campaign for it? Well, I got to tell you, first of all, I I don't care where the money comes from. I've said repeatedly, there are times when if you tell me who the director is, I'll be like, don't care. Mm -hmm. But part of it is the fact that Super Troopers was a really entertaining film. Part of it is... When these guys are all together and they're firing on all cylinders, they can even make crap material work. And by that, I mean the last third of Beer Fest. (laughs) But most importantly, Super Troopers is one of those movies that was nothing. It was nothing. It was nothing. And then all of a sudden, it's this huge thing that people pick up on the cult status. I love it when they come back and try to engineer a sequel to a cult movie. Because it seems like there's only one of two options. There's here's our second cult movie, everybody laugh along with this. Or they're shot down in flaming glory like a John Bon Jovi song, which I'm kind of fine with too. Which also comes from Young Guns too. Sort of the same thing, except that it had uh, you know five different guys and, and Ramathorn wasn't in it. Because he would have been hysterical as Pat Garrett. But... Mostly it's, I want to see more of these characters and if they can still be funny 15 years later. Mm. But yeah, I I do like the fact that they're able to go and crowdfund this movie that probably wouldn't get made if they had to go to your Paramount or Mm. your 25th Century Fox or whoever you go with. I I don't know who the movie companies are. There's only like three of them now. But, you know, if Sony won't pay for it, but there are 100,000 people who are willing to kick in 10 bucks to make this movie, that's perfect to me. That's, that's, that's the best part of crowdfunding. That's how you get the movie that you're interested in seeing, even if, you know, Rupert Murdoch, and I don't know, does he make movies? No, I don't think so. Rodrigo, so what do you think about this? Is this the right way for Broken Lizard to go about uh, getting into Super Troopers 2? Oh, absolutely. If there was a way for them to go about it, it's this. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah, because uh, the studios aren't going to necessarily green light another Super Troopers movie. Uh, they might. They could, because they're all so terrified to make a movie that doesn't have a built-in audience. Yeah. They could have mm-hmm. potentially gone in and said, hey, look, Super Troopers already has a cult following, and then all the executives would have like lifted their heads uh, from like out of like the anemones that they live in, and they're like building audience. Yeah. Yeah. Following. Uh, well, let me let me ask, let me uh, ask you this. Go. I'll finish your. Go ahead and finish your thought there, Rodrigo. My thought. The end of my thought is this: If they were going to do it, this is the way that it's going to happen, and it also precludes studio meddling, and it gives them a lot more ability to put the movie they want on screen. Mm-hmm. And maybe they can afford Brian Cox again. They, you know, they did this with Veronica Mars, huge mm-hmm. success there. Uh, Super Troopers 2, as of this recording, 
has launched for 10 hours and is already at $1.2 million of, I'm sorry, one point, and it keeps rolling as I'm watching this, $1.2 million of the $2 million that they need. Mm -hmm. So within the next three days or four days, they should hit their goal on this. Yeah. Question that was I, my 10 bucks right there. Well, I was going to ask uh, for both Rodrigo and Matthew, are you guys kicking in to this I Kickstarter? Just, I literally just did while you were telling me. Which, and you went in with a $10 version. I went in with 10 because that's all I had. So the $10 is at this one, and this is, and I, I like a lot of the perks that come with these. And this mm -hmm. one is, this one is this relatively one. smart because at $10, you get the uh, digital mega script, which includes the final shooting script, set photos, and a whole bunch of handwritten jokes and anecdotes in the margins. In addition to that, you get thanked on the, th the site. But if you kick in $25 more, if you go up to the $35 level, you get the Fandango Bango which is not only the digital script, but you also get a Fandango ticket to let you go see the movie mm -hmm. up to $13. So this is something, This specifically this Fandango Bango uh, uh, reward is one that I've kind of been talking about for, oh God, a couple of years, now, many years now, uh, where I was talking about how it makes sense for movies like Super Troopers 2 and The Expendables 3 and all these other movies, and at that time I think when I started talking about it, Expendables 2, um, need to go onto this uh, fund me anything kind of route to get funded because, number one, you're guaranteeing your audience is going to buy into your project, mm -hmm. right? If you're keeping it reasonable and keeping the overhead low, you're going to make your goal. Here they're only asking for $2 million, and they are going to hit that. If they were asking oh, yeah. for $120 million, I don't think that they would get it, no. to be honest. But one of the perks that I said should always be thrown in at the right level is a free ticket to the movie. Uh, I recently funded Adam Carolla's Road Hard. Well, it wasn't recent. It was a year or so ago. A while ago. I did his Road Hard movie. And yes, I got the perks. I got the t-shirt and the stickers and all the other stuff. Uh, but I also get, um, uh, you know, thanked in the credits, et cetera. And to me, that's worth it. Mm -hmm. And then I can go buy it on iTunes and watch it whenever I want. Now, if he would have thrown in a free digital version of that, that would have been uh, sure. added more icing to the cake. So I don't have a problem with... Companies going out and trying to do this. Now, I know that some people will say that it kind of perverts or pollutes the idea of funding independence, uh, independent and small projects, and that some people may regard what Zach Braff is doing or uh, what uh, 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 the broken, uh, lizard. Broken, broken Lizard guys are doing or what uh, uh, Mal Reynolds is doing as perverted, <laughs> right? Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. I just, for some reason, I keep thinking, for some reason, I'm right now I'm thinking of the guy who plays um, Weather Wizard, or not Weather Wizard, um, the uh, sword guy from um, Arrow. Um, Merlin. Merlin, the guy who plays Merlin on, on mm -hmm. Arrow series. Oh, that's uh, John Barrymore. Yeah, John Barrymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that uh, makes absolutely no sense. To, no... to me, they look a lot alike. In yes, my they are mind. both bipedal male humanoids. Yeah, that have yeah. kind of the same height, same hair color, hairstyle, etc. Sure. So, but so I don't really have a problem with it, but I do understand. And, and again, I've not, uh, I've not tried to use Kickstarter or Patreon mm -hmm. or Indiegogo or any of those. We have a major spoilers VIP, and I see that, um, you know, I see what success and what failures we have with the major spoilers VIP, and. I don't think it would be any different if we went to a Patreon model in what we're trying to do. Fans are going to support your work. We can look at Kevin Smith and we can see a um, prime example of like Red State, which, you know, he funded his own money with. Mm -hmm. He then had to go and do a P.T. Barnum and go all the way around the country selling tickets to shows for one night only, see Red State, then packing up and going to the next town and doing it all over again and throwing in a two-hour performance after the movie of Q&A and, and questions and talks and everything. 
then he said for the next movie, Tusk, everyone's like, well, you did such a great job and there was such great success. Let's give you all this money to make mm-hmm. Tusk. Oh, I forget what the budget was, 20 million, mm-hmm. something like that. And the movie didn't do good in theaters because they released the Sony's mind of thinking is, well, there's a huge Kevin Smith audience. No, there's a niche Kevin Smith audience mm-hmm. that will go and see Kevin Smith products. But there's not a mass audience that will go and see a Kevin Smith product, specifically Tusk, Mm -hmm. and have it be a money-making profit venture for Sony. So in that case, it failed. But if Kevin Smith were to go and say, hey, Clerks 3 and Mallrats 2 are going to be Indiegogo or Patreon supported, you're going to bet that he's going to make his funding because his fans will step up and do that. Yeah, when I saw this, I watched their video first, which was... I mean, it's perfect yeah. for, for their for their style. Um, I was when they said two million dollars. Oh, I said twenty four hours. Yeah, yeah, they'll hit two million dollars. They may in twenty four hours. No, no, hit it. I don't think that'll be a problem for them. Uh, what was interesting is that if you read their whole project description on it, uh, so just for backstory, Indiegogo and Kickstarter generally uh, differ in that in Indiegogo, if you don't reach your goal, generally <laughs> the creator still gets the amount of money pledged. In Indiegogo, you in Indiegogo, Kickstarter, Kickstarter does not. not. If you don't reach it, you don't get anything. Indiegogo, right. I believe you, whatever you raise, you still get, right. even though you didn't make your right. your goal. Uh, for these guys, they said, if we don't make $2 million, we're not going to make the movie. Yeah. So they're probably yeah. not going to take any of your funds. We're like, we're, we're not even going to do it. Which is Somebody interesting. just paid $4,000 well, to name a character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as we've been talking, the movie has already raised an additional $10,000. There you go. Wow, I, it, I watched the four thousand flip over. <laughs> it is interesting uh, to see things like this because I you think on some level that everyone would be excited about this this kind of thing because if I if I don't know uh, Terrence Malick's next project is like I'm gonna do it a Kickstarter and he's like Hey you Zach kid if you give me X amount of money, you can watch me run around in a, in a sunflower field with a camera following a person who's not going to say anything and some guy and will, be will be doing narrator. I'm like, hey, Terrence Puck, that sounds really awesome. Thank yeah. you for giving this opportunity where I can pay you X amount of money to right. come look on the set. You'd think right. um, a lot of people will be super excited about like, oh, we I can think- like, interact more with the creators while they make this project and then we can go watch the thing they made. I think we've had this conversation before in it depends on how invested your audience is in this. Mm-hmm. $10, quite honestly, is not a whole lot. Mm-hmm. $10 a month is not a whole lot. $5 a month is not a whole lot. Um, but when you're talking about some of these higher reward levels, Matthew, what was the $4,000 reward? $4,000, you get to name a character in the movie with the caveat that it has to clear the lawyers and a little thing yeah. that says, please don't ruin our movie. Yeah. I think there's one on there that's <laughs> so, like $25,000 yeah, like, be in your for, wedding. For there's a 35000 You get to keep the car. Yeah, and that one's oh, already yeah. sold. Uh, so yeah. somebody out there wants, wants that. Somebody is really into this and will do whatever. We have fans that will do whatever. I mean, uh, the great NATO is a great example of mm. that, who will that's do true. whatever and steps up constantly uh, to help us out. Um, so in this case... I don't know what the uh, how much money Super Troopers the first movie made, but you could you could extrapolate that and figure out how many people went and saw that movie. Based on that, you could expect about fifty percent return in Super Troopers two, which is I'm sure what they did in this number ran the numbers, and already uh, ten thousand people are yeah. invested in this. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Oh, yeah. And 10,000 people at $10 a month, it's real easy to get a million dollars. $20,000 at uh, 20,000 people at $10 for this, you're going to get your two million pretty easy. And I'm going to bet if we go over to Box Office Mojo, which I should have been doing as we were talking, yeah. uh, but uh, Super Troopers uh, has made uh worldwide it made 23 million dollars based on a three million dollar budget mm. so then i bet they made a crap ton of money in dvds, in DVDs and, and other sales so yeah. from a movie studio perspective 23 million dollars probably is not enough for them to say yeah let's go ahead and green light this because we're only going to make 15 million dollars or 10 million dollars mm. the next go around right. um but if we extrapolated that out worldwide at 15 bucks a, a ticket uh you're looking at Ten, you're looking at 20,000 people easily went and saw this movie, right? Mm -hmm. What do they need? They need $20,000, uh, 20,000 people at 10, 10 bucks a pop to make this. I think they're going to do that. I it's, think so, it's, it's, so, Rodrigo, in the future of this crowdfunding push that we've seen in the last couple of years, would you rather it stay with creators making a, a thing or would you be okay with say i don't know like the weinstein company saying hey you guys want to see i don't know tarantino's next weird movie with people in their feet and cars and shotguns well we need to raise 15 million dollars if you guys want to see the next tarantino movie All right, would you be hesitant for the weinstein company to kind of do that or would you rather see quentin tarantino go and be like hey i want to make a movie about this give me some money uh, I don't care, honestly. Like, the recognition that a project can be crowdfunded can come from anyone. Uh, and I think a, a company could easily be like, hey, we have the rights to, I don't know. Um, Johnny Quest. Johnny Quest. Johnny Quest is a great example. Hey, we have the rights to Johnny Quest. You guys want to see a Johnny Quest movie? We can't get it past our executives. They're not going to do it. It's, mm -hmm. They don't think it's going to make enough money. Let's crowdfund it. We are Hanna-Barbera. Here's the thing, right? Mm -hmm. Or right. whoever owns Johnny Quest nowadays. Um, so, yeah, no, I think absolutely. I mean, if you think, uh, and Johnny Quest is a great example, because if you think of a lot of, like, beloved um, properties that uh, people want to be, movies mm -hmm. but the studios won't do it because they don't think there's enough money there you know it's like you can do uh, i don't know a uh, herculoids movie or a thundercats movie or thundercats a meet the herculoids movie. Uh, thundercats meet the herculoids in the land of the lost movie um just, you know. <laughs> see there you go matthew's <laughs> already chipping in ten dollars to this completely fictitious indiegogo <laughs> campaign Tigro, Will, and Holly. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, I think, I absolutely think that companies can get in on the action once uh, people get over the whole thing. Because here's the thing um, a, a thousand years, this is a story. A thousand years ago, uh, before Steven and I uh, started working together for Major Spoilers, I interviewed Steven for a separate thing about oh, podcasting. Yeah, podcasting it. Uh -huh, I remember that. And all those years ago, we had a conversation with him and uh, Charlie, uh, uh, who is also a, prom a very prominent uh, and prolific podcaster, about podcasting. And they spent a lot of time talking about how podcasting was this very new egalitarian medium and how you know it allowed people who 
weren't already in the system to have their voices heard. Mm-hmm. That's still true of podcasting. But if you look at very popular podcasts, they're being put out by companies now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, uh, NPR is probably about as nice of a, yeah. uh, <laughs> Corporation, of a yeah. quote unquote company because they're really not. They're, you know, they're funded by the American people, blah, blah, blah. But an entity mm-hmm. that is that has their own super cool microphones and talent pool and all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and nobody says, like, well, NPR shouldn't be in this business. That's cheating. They might have 20 years ago, but. Or maybe even 10 years ago. But nowadays, everybody's like, oh, my goodness, this is the best podcast I've ever yeah, heard. Yeah. Um, now, the same also happens for other podcasts that did not come up through a kind of uh, radio-based or corporate-based thing. So I think eventually we're going to see this happen to crowdfunding as well. Eventually, we'll see somebody be like, hey, I've got this great thing, like this great idea for a movie script. Here it is. Help me make this movie. Nobody knows me. Nobody knows anything about me, but if you give me enough money, I can hire the people to do it. And simultaneously, you might see, I don't know, Fox come down and say, hey, uh, so you guys are whining about how Fringe ended. Was that Fox? I think that was on Fox. Yeah, yeah, Fox, yeah. You guys are whining about Fringe, so we are going to do a movie that erases the last season of Fringe and replaces it with something else. Get in on this, nerds. And people will be like, in. Yeah, I was going to say, if Fox really wanted to do this, this new X-Files uh, six-episode season, mm-hmm. yeah. crowdfund it. Make it happen. Absolutely. Fox and is not out any money, and they're going to uh, bring the money in on it. Now, I do think, and I, I want to ask this, do you think that there's a limit, uh, a, a cap, so to speak, of when it becomes, what's the word, gauche, to uh, do a Kickstarter campaign for your major motion picture? Well, and that's going to be a very personal discussion because for me, let's, you know, if we talk about that Kevin Smith example, Kevin Smith, yeah, hasn't made a lot of money off of movies, but I don't think that Kevin Smith is like, you know, Scrooge McDuck rich. No, no, no. But I'm saying if uh, if Kevin Smith came and said, hey, guys, uh, I'm going to do uh, Clerks 3 and it's only going to cost five million dollars to do and I'm coming to Kickstarter in hopes that you guys will help me raise this money. Mm-hmm. Is that appropriate? Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I don't cool. see okay. why not. So now yeah, with, with Mallrats 2, mm-hmm. in order to bring back everybody, and he's got six of the 12 that he needs, needs back, if he comes and says, this is a $50 million movie, $50 million, this is a $50 million movie that I need to raise, fund me, is that now going over the line? Has it become to, go ask the freaking studios for well, that money. I think he won't make it. He was not gonna, you're not going to raise $50 million. If there's a big enough fan base, I see what you're saying. Though, does it become is, because yeah. does it become? And this is where Zach Braff got into a lot of trouble. Of Zach Braff, you got money, go yeah. make your own damn movie. Well, yeah, for the movie he was making, he probably had enough money. But if that budget had escalated higher, would it have been one of those things where people are like, "No, we're not going to fund you because that's what the studio system is for." Well, I think I think it's both things, and and it is kind of a, a like it, it also kind of depends on the audience. Mm-hmm. Like Kevin Smith might have the sort of both uh, rabid and wealthy fan base that it takes to fund a $50 million movie um, or he might not. Uh, so the issue of is it um, 
I guess, inappropriate. Do Will the audience be turned off by the fact that you're asking by a certain mm-hmm. amount of money mm-hmm. strongly depends on the audience that it's targeted to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when people were like, well, why is Zach Braff crowdfunding a movie? He has enough money. My response was, I don't care because I didn't like that one movie. I didn't particularly care for that one movie of Zach Braff that yeah. I saw. And oh. I, like, I, I honestly don't, don't care. Um, well, here's another thing kind of tying into the conversation that we had a minute ago. Never leave money on the table, number one. And number two, don't spend your own money. Yeah. If you well, can avoid it, yeah. What about this? Um, uh, Alejandro Jodorowsky is currently doing a Kickstarter also mm-hmm. where he is looking for, I can't remember the amount of money. It's something like $2 million or something like $2 that. $2 million, I don't think, is, a, is, is, is not a lot. And that ask. is to cover, I believe I was reading the project right, it's to cover... The amount to make the film that the studio isn't putting the money up for. Right. Is that a better way to go? Like Kevin Smith needs fifty million dollars from all rats. And we're and again pieces, just just no, so people know, this is all hypothetical. Hypothetical. Right. There's no way he's spending fifty million dollars. Might. Man, maybe. He's got Michael Rooker in Mayor, there. Michael. Yeah. He's got it's Jason. All, uh, what's his face? Yeah. Might have Ben Affleck. So he needs fifty million dollars. He gets. I don't know, $30 million from the Weinstein companies. He pulls another 10 in from international distribution. Mm-hmm. He, he needs $10 million more dollars yeah. to make this film the way he thinks Mallrat 2 deserves to be made. Right. That, is that when you go to Kickstarter and be like, hey, you guys want it? We need $10 million more dollars. I mean, that would be okay, too. But I mean, if you he would, think people would stomach that more? Oh, I think people I think, I think, yeah, oh, so am I. But I think people would be more accepting of it if he was like, look, I only need $10, $10 million so that. Uh, Weinstein's and and the distributors will will greenlight this thing mm-hmm. so we can make the money. If I can't get the ten million dollars, it's not going to be made. I think mm-hmm. it'd be easier to do that than saying, "Hey guys, I need fifty million dollars, and then we're going to go to the distributors and hope that they pay the money back mm-hmm. or that mm-hmm. I make money on this deal." He may or may not, but I I think it'd be a much harder pill for fans and audiences to swallow if if you were asking for something of that large amount of money. And I think ten million, twenty million may be that cap to where it becomes eh, maybe you are thinking about. This fundraising a little bit differently mm. than than you should. Mm. I don't know. That, that's me. I mean, here I again, we'd mention the major spoilers, VIPs. Uh, that's mm. how we get funded for everything. And I know that you know we are getting a small fraction of our entire uh, major spoilers listening audience uh, that are currently supporting this. I would love to have ninety percent, a hundred percent of all of our listeners supporting it via VIP. But I know that is not the case. Uh, Broken Lizard knows that they're not going to get 100% of their fans to support. Looks like they're going to get close, but they're not going to get 100% of their fans to support that. They're going to get a small fraction. Kevin Smith, doesn't matter who they are. Mm-hmm. It depends on how you pitch it, how you sell it, and how invested your fans are in it. Yep. And if you can get your fans really invested in it and seeing that you're putting out you know, 450 episodes a year of something, then maybe they're like, oh, yeah, I want to make sure that that continues. Or maybe they're just sitting there going, ah, you know... Kevin Smith's got his own money. Let him fund it himself or make Ben Affleck become a partner in this film. Ben Affleck's got money. Have him, you know, kick in some of that stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Stan Lee's a multimillionaire. Let him kick in and let's make it a group project for those guys. But, you know, Kevin Smith, you're asking too much. You've gone too far. Uh, that's I mean, that's got to be one of those case by case basis. I think it I think it does, too, because that's the that's the really weird part, too, is Kevin Smith is is. He is in the Hollywood system, but he's really outside the Hollywood system. Adam Carolla is the same way. He's in the system, but he's really an outsider uh, when it comes to his movies. By if, design. By him, yes, yeah. by design. Um, but Neil Blomkamp, 
If he said, hey, Aliens 3, I need $120 million from you peoples, Kickstarter, go now. I don't think he, I'm not sure that people would buy into it. But if, you know, if George Clooney and Brad Pitt tomorrow said, we need $75 million and we're going to make Ocean's 26. <laughs> 27, yeah. I think they might be able to pull that off because, you know, yeah. let's say they, they, these schmucks are in it. Your guys are in it. Your Elliot Goulds are in it. Your Julia Robertses are in it. I mean, well, you that can was bring of, in and say this person is going to be in it. What do you pay to see them? Mm. Well, that was kind and of my lizard guys. They actually have yeah. one where they'll come and be best men at your wedding. Yeah, that's what twenty five thousand dollars for yeah. that one. Jump in, get in on that, Rodrigo. So I, if you're, but if you're a person where that's an awesome thing, and you have twenty five grand laying around, I think that's the that's the equivalent of the things you could do. On a larger scale, if you're if you're a George Clooney or so, a Brad Pitt. going off of uh, like a Brad Pitt George Clooney thing, going mm-hmm. off back of what you're saying, Stephen, mm-hmm. with the Fandango ticket sales. Yes, that's what I really like about this. Yes. So, like you can buy a ticket early to the film, and it's immediately going to go mm-hmm. into actually funding the the film. the film. It's not a digital copy when it's all done or anything, which is always a good thing for me. Uh, <laughs> but it's I, like you're we're using. Early ticket sales to fund the movie before, right? So yeah, we yeah, can yeah. Get made. Yeah. I think that is that the is way the way to do it. So here systems is systems could do it. I actually pulled up my notes, my lecture notes that I did in this would be 2011 or 12, uh, and where I break down the maths on how I could see how you could uh, get Expendables three funded through Kickstarter. So Expendables uh, released in 2010 cost an estimated 80 million dollars and brought in 103 million dollars in the U.S. Uh, 37 percent of the 274 million made uh, made worldwide came from U.S. audiences. Expendables two was released in 2012, cost an estimated 100 million dollars, brought in 70 million domestically, 102 internationally, with a worldwide take of 172 million. Uh, Expendables two is still a money maker and shows that there's still money to be made from the fans. Um, Let's see. Uh, I did make a note that worldwide box office take for a sequel is half the original, while the percentage of funds from the U.S. audiences increased to 40 percent in the Expendables uh, section. Um, The way I worked out the math with a hundred million dollar budget seeking funds from the crowd and presuming a four point four million four point four million would jump on a fundraising campaign based on audience numbers. um, That would mean each person would need to donate an average of twenty two dollars to meet a target goal of a hundred million dollars um, in order to kind of keep up what they thought that the audience sales would do. Then I go in and talk about the rewards um, and I go in and say, at the very least giving contributors a free digital download code would make sense mm-hmm. as somebody who's kicking in $22 as the contributor amount increases. So would promotional swag offered the producers could even offer a meet the cast event and attend the premiere for those donating hundreds of thousands of dollars, hundreds or thousands of dollars in addition to an associate producer credit. Um, Considering contributor, and this is the interesting thing. This is, uh, and again, this data is a little bit old, but I bet it still holds up. Considering contributors to Kickstarter campaigns come mostly from the West Coast, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Seattle, and Portland. That's where most of our Kickstarter uh, projects get funded from. The studio could create a stretch goal to keep the production in California instead of sending it overseas. Um, but, you know, the sky is basically the limit. And I go on and on and on, but those are some of the highlights uh, from that. And in fact, maybe I even wrote a... Uh, Looks like maybe this is even an opinion piece over on Major Spoilers, too. So uh, yeah. you can go find that over there. there. So I think it's totally, I think you could totally do it. Mm-hmm. But it depends. 
can you find 4.4 million fans who want to buy and get this digital free movie? All it's going to cost me is $22. I'm paying for it in advance, mm-hmm. advance ticket sale mm-hmm. to fund my project. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's reasonable. Yeah. $35 is what they're asking to get a free ticket. Works for me. I don't have a problem with it. No. Yeah, I, I love crowdfunding. I think it's awesome. And I'm really excited to see uh, where it goes in the future, especially with film. And I hope you all enjoyed that conversation with those guys. I know it was a good conversation. And I think one that will be continuing next week, I had planned on having the one and only Ashley Victoria Robinson on the show this week. But in the final moment before we started recording her interview, uh, you know, she informed me that her internet completely crashed. Uh, so technology, what a what a horrible thing sometimes. So we're going to try to hook up over the weekend and record something, and hopefully it'll be on next week's show because I've been told she has some very interesting and heated thoughts about uh, celebrities uh, going into the pool for crowdfunding projects. So I'm super excited to talk to her. I believe we'll get something worked out. And that will be on next week's show. So this is kind of a shorter episode. Uh, but I think it was a good conversation. You know, it's not quantity. It is quality. And I hope you thought this episode was quality. So that's where we're going to wrap this episode up of Zach on Film. So you have a whole week uh, to give your thoughts on the subject of who do you think should be doing crowdfunding projects? Should companies get in on the mix? Uh, should film studios should A-list celebrities like we talked about George Clooney or Brad Pitt or someone like Matt Damon or someone like that even Kevin Smith should these type of people be looking to Kickstarter Indiegogo or whatever new crowdfunding platform crops up in the next week to make their next film that we will all get to enjoy and or critique and hate or whatever you know not taken at all are these the people that this, this these platforms are made for or should it just be more to make sure that everyone has a shot at getting their voice heard and creating their project and going to the masses to create art. Because I think we should all be making some form of art in our own, you know, unique and special way. So, ways you can give your thoughts on that topic to be read on next week's show, you can go to Majorsports.com. You can find this podcast posting page. And in the comment section of that post, you can give your thoughts right there. And I will see them. I will see them all. You could also send me an email at Zach at Majorspoilers.com. You can send me uh, your thoughts in a longer form there if you wish. You could also, if you also like this, I think we'll, I'll put a, a post link up on the Zach on Film subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash Zach on Film. You can find articles that I'm posting up there all the time. People are also putting up discussion topics. as uh, so Jump in on the conversation and let's talk about film all the time course you can always hit me up on twitter my handle is at zwolf wolf with two o's because i'd like to make smiley faces my last name i'm convinced that is the reason why we have two o's uh so you can always hit me up on there and we will chit chat i'm on twitter all the time just all the time i'm always on twitter always looking to talk to people i hope you enjoyed this episode uh and that's it we will see you next week on zach on film
This podcast is copyright 2015 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.